I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The Hong Kong public sent a strong message to China over the weekend. Tens and possibly hundreds of thousands of people marched in the streets saying they're fed up with China's business as usual. That includes the selection of a new compliant Hong Kong chief executive who was sworn in yesterday. Also in the background, the suspicious death last month of a former pro-democracy protester who had spent 22 years in jail. The world's Mary Kay Magstad reports from Hong Kong. In the 15 years since Hong Kong reverted from British to Chinese rule, a few things have changed, but not as the Chinese government may have wanted or predicted. A population once thought to be apolitical and commercially focused has found its protesting mojo. There were almost 1,500 demonstrations in Hong Kong over the past year. Yesterday's was one of the biggest, and it wasn't just about Hong Kong, it was also about China. We think that uh, once uh, the one dictatorship in China uh, remains, uh, Hong Kong people will not gain real democracy. Eric Lai heads the Civil Human Rights Front, which organized the rally. He says under one country, two systems, Hong Kong was supposed to have autonomy for 50 years, even an increased degree of democracy, a prospect that interests many Chinese across the border, too. As we know, there are many uh, mainland people uh, watching our rally uh, through the Internet. And even some of the mainlanders come to Hong Kong uh, weeks ago as a tourist, but they will try to come to Hong Kong to join the rally. And, and they think that this is a peaceful rally for all the local citizens, and this is even a model for China that to promote a democratic movement. The Chinese government had stopped issuing permits for mainland Chinese to visit Hong Kong about a week ago, but some mainland Chinese were still out on the streets yesterday. One was 27-year-old James Zhang, who's from the eastern province of Zhejiang, but who works in the finance sector in Hong Kong. I asked what he thinks of the fact that tens of thousands of Hong Kong protesters can take to the streets peacefully, but that the Chinese government fears what would happen if it allowed the same thing to occur across the border. I think the difference is probably here, people have long been exposed to different opinions, so they want want to do some very uh, aggressive behaviors. But in mainland China, may, maybe not the case. Do you think that they would get very, it would get violent? It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Do you think that this should be allowed in mainland China? Should. I think to some extent, but... Uh, I, I don't think if it happens, it won't affect much the government policies. It won't have effect. Chinese government policies in the lead-up to a once-a-decade leadership transition this autumn have been to tighten up on the press, the Internet, free speech, and any perceived challenge to its rule. One such challenge came about a month ago from a former Tiananmen pro-democracy protester who had spent 22 years in prison and then gave a defiant interview to Hong Kong cable television. <laughs> Li Wang Yang talked about being tortured, shackled, kept in solitary confinement. And still, he said, to speed up the democratization of China, I won't retreat even if I'm beheaded. Days later, he was found dead in the hospital where he was being treated, with his neck wrapped tightly to a pole with a bandage, his feet on the ground. The death hit Hong Kongers hard. They jeered at the Chinese government's initial claim of suicide, later retracted and called an accident. Many of this week's demonstrators cited the Li Wang Yang case as one reason why they came out. Sixteen-year-old Stone Chen says, I want to know what really happened to Li Wang Yang. The Chinese government should tell us. 
100,000 other Hong Kongers signed a petition asking for a transparent investigation. Popular blogger Bei Fong says when he called online for a full investigation into Li Wang Yang's death, Chinese police contacted his parents and said they should warn their son not to do anything controversial in Hong Kong because he still has family in mainland China. I find it unbelievable and unreasonable. I do everything legally in Hong Kong, and I will proceed to do it without fear, because I want to show them that their threat is useless to avoid them to threaten my family again. Many Hong Kongers this weekend seem determined to show they weren't about to be cowed, not by China's leaders, not by their own new chief executive. <laughs> As China's leaders try to import more of their political culture to Hong Kong, Hong Kongers are finding ever more reason to push back. They have another 35 years before their relative autonomy under one country, two systems is supposed to come to an end. And even then, it's looking unlikely they'll go quietly. For The World, I'm Mary Kay Magstad in Hong Kong.